Does social media marketing actually work? So here's the thing, entrepreneurs, leaders, salespeople, we all want to create consistent, repeatable, and scalable ways to grow our business and our income. And we want to do it better, faster, and more seamlessly. Why? So we can actually enjoy our lives, take vacations, and spend the quality time we want with the people that we love. How do we do all this without spending a fortune or running ourselves ragged? That's the big question, and this show is dedicated to the answer. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, <clears throat> we're actually just going live while we're about to do a podcast with Jason Pantana. If you're not following him, you should be following him on all social channels. This is a continuation of a podcast series we're doing uh, where we're talking about uh, social. Jason, are you on your phone right now? We're talking about social media and you're on your phone. I, I, got, a, I got a comment. I got to respond to the comment right now. <laughs> Somebody just slid into my DM. I got to do it now. So basically you just showed people exactly what social media is really all about. It has nothing to do with the post. It has everything to do with the comments. comments. Yes. Comments. Comments. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. In fact. Yeah. So, uh, so look, if you've been watching, uh, or listening to our podcasts, uh, we're going actually live right now, which is kind of fun too, for a yeah. first time. Um, in the last show we talked about, uh, macro um, what is marketing? How does it work? Right. Sort of the framework, the objective yep. of marketing. Um, you know, it's a thinking game. The, I think the overarching thing that people are going to really get from the last show was that, you know, branding, whether that's a direct mail postcard, a billboard, a television ad, a social post, a video you produce, a direct mail piece you do, all those things create this thing called your brand, which at the end of the day creates familiarity and creates trust. Yes. Familiarity and trust is where leads come from, it's where sales comes from, it's where referrals come from. 100%. And social makes it so much easier and so much yeah. cheaper than it took in the past, right? Like It's the place to go get the trust. Exactly, and it, you could do it every single day, all day, but so many people do it wrong. So why don't we just start with just the obvious question. Uh, yep. As it relates to branding and familiarity and trust to ultimately generate a, a better and bigger business, we're talking all social platforms today, what do you see as the sort of overarching role or objective of all things social? All right, so overarching objective, role, goal. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of nailed it with the opening, which is we, which we already just talked about, which is the reason we do marketing in the first place is I gotta create a context of people trust me, they know my brand, they know me well enough so that yes. when I run lead generating offers at a what's called a warm audience, yep. it's not completely out of the blue. Meaning yes. I have some yeah. context, some rapport. So when I look at social media, I'm like, the, the, this is the place where I go get the trust. Yes. That's my own, so my job to get trust, how do I do that? Through a conversation yeah. where I talk and then you talk and then I talk through comments and likes and hearts and posts and sharing and all those different things. Like this is where we have conversation now. Yeah. To me, that's what social is, is yeah. just how do I have a conversation with everybody all the time? Yep. And for some people they're like, I'm very introverted. This sounds terrible for me, but that's what it is, right? It's yeah. a social platform. Yes. So. so for the people that are watching live, just get the context that we're rarely in the middle of a podcast and you just have to be joining us. So for my friends on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, uh, and really only because of a lack of phone, I don't have Twitter up there also. So sorry for my friends on Twitter. Uh, we only had three <laughs> phones to go. So, so here's the deal. Like, yep. There's so like there's so many people talking about social strategies and tactics. Um, I the three things I wrote down were in selfie nation, social proof, and vanity. 
Mm. Some people, some people immediately get what I'm saying. Some people immediately go, "Oh, that's why I don't like it." Can you just kind of talk about selfie nation, like yeah. all things selfie nation? Yeah. So I'll talk to. I look at the camera. I, cam- like I, I should, look at like, the selfie, selfie cam. but my phone is over there. Right you want to borrow now. mine? So, yeah. Here. Can I borrow yours yeah, just here. to just to feel like in context with? Okay. Oh, right. Like, See? like that kind of shit freaks people out. But I think it actually lets people know who you really are. It does freak people out, but here's the deal. And I've talked to a lot of agents and business owners and people in all different walks of life. And there's this similar thread of resistance to it. And it really, you said the word vanity. And I think it really kind of ties into this idea of, it is just so vain of me to post pictures of myself, like the duck face or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just think it's ridiculous and it's for kids or it's for this or for that. And it's, they're like, here's my point. It's a selfie nation. Like right now you you can read the stats on say Instagram. I can't remember what report I was reading last night, Mm -hmm. but I was reading a report on engagement, uh, on different social platforms on an Instagram. Like if you post a picture of yourself on Instagram, let's say you have like a 39% increased rate of engagement just by posting a picture of yourself. And people are like, 39% increase. I think it was 39. It was like 35 or 39. I can't remember which, um, regardless, it's a big increase. It's significant. And so why is the question? Well, because it's your profile, it's your business. And people are coming to look at you, to see you, to engage with you. And your expectation when you're on their profiles Mm -hmm. is that you're on their profiles. And so here's the deal. Like there's still, we've been in social media land for Mm -hmm. long enough now that people need to get accepting of the fact that, you know what? I'm going to post a picture of myself. Yeah. I'm going to use my phone as a camera. Yes. Yes. And it's not vain. It's the culture. It's the etiquette of those platforms. Bingo. In fact, like when you look at my social, for example, if I post a picture of my kids, I'll get a lot of likes and hearts and stuff. Yep. If I post a picture of me, I'll typically get more. Really? Now, if I post a picture of me with my kids, I'll get even more. Yes. But most people are like, oh, whenever I post a picture of my dog or my kids or whatever, I get the most engagement. Yeah. But that's not really true anymore. Yeah. Really, it's when you post a picture that you're in, you get yes. the most engagement. Because it's your profile and they and, liked your page. And what's the objective yeah. here? The objective is I want people to become familiar with me yep. and my business and what I stand for yes. and who I'm for and all this and that. So they can make a decision about do they like me? Do they trust me? Will they do business with me? Yep. And really, I think here's where the fear steps in. A lot of people are like, I don't want to be judged on that platform. Yeah. I don't want people to say they don't like me, but if you, I mean, you've said it before. Like, I've got my friends on YouTube watching us right now. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're not getting us, giving us any love. You're talking about Instagram. Screw you guys. Right? I know, so, I yes. know. But we, the reality we, is- You gotta you, accept it. You'll have lovers, you'll have haters. Yeah. That's You'll have fans, you'll have people who are not your fans or the opposition, yeah. whatever. But if you're not taking a step to build your, ba- your brand, then you're for nobody, you're a secret agent, you're a secret yeah. business owner, nobody knows who you are. What about so, the, the vanity side of it? The, you know, people get in their head like, you, I mean, you certainly validated the reason why they should get over it with the you know, 35 or 39% increase with you as a part of it. Um, but vanity or insecurity, just a lot of people are just afraid to do it. Yeah, what do you say, it, what do you say to them? Like, talk to them as a business coach. Yeah, so I will. So what are, they, what are they losing by not doing it? Well, they're losing plenty, but I want to get under the issue as to why they're not doing it. I mean, vanity is really the scapegoat. It's really yeah. not about vanity. Yeah. They say, that's their, it's the alibi. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so vain. People who do that are so vain. It's mm-hmm. all about them. They think they're so special. Egotistical, narcissistic, yeah, yeah, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Really what they're saying at that point in time is, 
I'm unwilling to put myself and be vulnerable in front of my potential customers yep. so that they can get to know me. Yeah. It's really not about you or me. When you go live on YouTube, giving mm -hmm. YouTube the love, when you go live on Instagram, whatever, yep. you're doing it for them, for the people who are watching, not yes. yourself. And so when I look at vanity, I'm like, Last time I checked, when you went into business, you went into business to serve people. Yes. And if you're gonna be a secret agent, a secret business owner, whatever, mm -hmm. then you're not putting yourself in a position where people can get to know you. And you're basically saying, hey, no, 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 door's closed. I'm in charge, not you. This yes. is my rules, not your rules. Yes. And that's, so vanity's the scapegoat. What yeah. it really is, is I'm afraid of being judged yeah. for what I stand for, whatever. But what I would say to the business owner is, when you went into business, you went into business to serve. And it's yes. not about you. Yes. Plain and simple. So um, big shout out to my buddy, Todd Herman, who wrote the book, The Alter Ego, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm jumping ahead here. A lot of what we talk about is this, this question around personal versus business. What percentage should I post for this? What percentage should I post for that? So I'm gonna bounce a little bit with you and say, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so for a long time, I mean, you've heard there's different frameworks. There's mm -hmm. just jab, 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 right hook. Yep. Different kinds of ways of breaking down this many personal for this many business yeah. or professional posts. And it's this idea of, I do, we've taught it before, like nobody drinks coffee from concentrate. Yeah. They dilute it with water. And so the yep. idea is I don't want to throw a business proposition at you all day long. So yeah. I dilute it with personal stuff. And yep. I would say to you, that doesn't work anymore. I agree. So really what it is, like I think about it as you're an actor in Hollywood and you don't break character. So you have to decide Say that again. you're an actor in Hollywood and you don't break character. You have yeah. to decide like, what's the character of my business? And I'm not saying yeah. like fake it, yeah. but I think you get my point. No, it's the, this is the alter ego stuff that I want yeah. to get into. So yeah, keep yeah. going. So the point is like, I have to create a clear brand in terms of what do I care about? Who do I talk? What do I talk about? Who am I for? Because otherwise I'm denying people the chance to get to know me online and offline, so to yeah. speak. So I say don't break character. And what that means is like most people, when they do like their business on Facebook, and let's say they're doing a business post on their personal profile, just mm -hmm. for instance, yes. which Facebook doesn't like, yes. but whatever, that, yeah. I digress. Let's just say they're doing that. Well, they might have the night before posted a picture of them at their daughter's graduation or whatever. Yep. And they probably got 200 likes and comments and little teary eye reactions yep. and all Hearts, this love and support. And, and people yeah, are just yeah. like, oh, yay for you. Yeah. And they felt, you love me, you really yes. love me. That's yes. how they felt. Yeah. And then the next day they posted their new listing. <laughs> And, they got and it was crickets. No likes, no, no likes. shares, no comments. And they're like thinking, but what about me? Does yeah. nobody love me? Yeah, and no one loves my listing. Yeah, and so they start having a little pity party and all yeah. this and that. And here's what really happened. They broke character. Yes. Now I'm not saying you shouldn't promote your business. I'm mm -hmm. saying you have to be tactical in the way you promote your business. Mm -hmm. So like a classic example, there's this post of actually your brother, Patrick, mm -hmm. where he's taking a selfie, selfie nation, yeah. right out in front of a yard sign, at an open house and it was like a hundred and whatever degrees outside. Yeah. And he said the AC's broken inside and he's sweating bullets out there. Yeah. So the question is, was that a business post or a personal post? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was both. Yep. And he got like hundreds of likes and comments and super and it awesome was engagement. Context specific, relevant to everyone in San Diego that day. Everyone's like, it's so hot. It's so hot, yes. Yep. So he didn't break character. He yep. accomplished both missions yep. at once. Yeah. And you see this dip and it's like, most people are like, Man, last night you posted this picture of you doing something crazy and wild and whatever, and today you think you're all business, and it's like yep. it's like a mullet. Yeah. It's like I've got the business up front, party in the party back in the kind back. of a thing, yeah. and you're breaking character. People don't know how to react because yep. it's not authentic to you. And if you look at any trends that are being predicted in terms of, like for example, how influencers mm -hmm. 
are going to be handling their social media this year, there's going to be an uptick in value placed on authenticity. Yes. This whole sterile, is it kind of manicured lifestyle and whatever? Yeah. That's not going to work anymore. Every shot in a Rolls Royce, getting on the jet, no. <laughs> partying, no. right? Like, okay, we got it. You got to like, give the behind yeah, the yeah, scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Not, How you did you get there? Yeah. Show me what you do in the morning. Show me what you look like when you look like shit. Yeah. So we right? have clients, like, for example, they're not posting their listing videos yeah. on Instagram, for instance. <clears throat> they're, they're taking photos and videos of the guy who's doing the video. Exactly. And showing the behind the scenes and creating the narrative. Yeah. But it's just this, let's go deep with people and build yep. a conversation because- yeah. And here's the here's the strategy part of it. Mm -hmm. If I don't build that conversation, that trust, then I don't have what I need to get tactical, which like in our next podcast, yeah. we're gonna start getting super tactical in terms of these ads, these types of things yeah. to do, these actions to take. Yep. But for my friends that are jumping in live, we were just doing a, we're doing the second part of a podcast series on marketing with Jason Pantana from a, you know, leading our marketing edge event one of our top coaches. The first one we talked about sort of macro level, all things marketing. Now we're going sort of macro level, all things social. Um, so just want to let the people know that are just jumping in. So, so Jason, I'm going to bounce again. Um, we, we started talking about social proof. We started talking about family or family familiarity and trust. Um, can you give us some examples of uh, good and bad positionings, good and bad moves when you want to create social proof that you are someone that they should trust. Yeah. If I'm just perusing your page or I followed a hashtag and suddenly saw you or right. a friend tagged me for some strange reason because this agent over here said tag any friend and yada, yada, yada. Like talk about that whole social proof as it relates to this. So this is where it gets a little bit tricky and it yeah. could even sound slightly contradictory. So like, yeah. let me just frame yeah. it for a Perfect. second. We're talking about maintaining authenticity, being yourself. Yep. I mean, it's, there's nothing newfangled here. Be no. yourself. Yes. Don't break character. Mm -hmm. Don't worry so much about the, oh, I've, I haven't done my however many personal posts to earn my token for my business post. Yeah. But instead, yeah. just kind of hold the line, do you on social. Can I say one thing before you jump into that? Absolutely. You know what he's talking about is find your tribe. Find your tribe. You be you and you will attract people that naturally like, trust, want to refer, want to do business with you. But if you try and fake a bunch of shit, if you try and act a certain way that you are not and then they meet you, they're like, it's the old metaphorical example of you get you get an agent's business card and you look at the photo and you're like, oh my God, like she is stunning. And then she shows up and you're like, wait a minute, like, you know, this it's a, it's a 10 year old photo sort of metaphorically or not. And I say to myself, what else does this person lie about? Can I take you on a really crazy tangent? Please. That? This is not even we're, related We're live and it's, we're podcast, so it's all good. Yes. Do you remember like a month or two ago, there was that hashtag, like, have you aged over 10 years? Do you remember oh, that Oh, yes, one? of course, of course. There was an agent who posted his headshot hasn't changed in like <laughs> 20 years. So, so great. he did the one half, the old one, and the one half, the new one, the, the same one, as yeah. if it's the new one. He's like, haven't aged a bit. <laughs> Okay. Great. All right. So we're talking social yeah. proof. Yeah. All right. So we're talking social proof. So here's the contradictory part. Yeah. I'm trying to create a context where you can know me, like me, trust me, that kind of a thing. Yeah. But social proof, um, you need it in your yeah. social media marketing. Yes. A lot of people are like, I don't want to be that agent who's always bragging about my accomplish yeah. accomplishments. Another you, sale, transaction, yes. yada, yada, but happy you're, seller. You're denying your people what they need. Yes. You need that. And here's what, like, yes. for example, this is a analogy for you. Uh, when I was a little boy, my twin brother and I were making a batch of cookies with our older sister, who's just like 11 years older than us, Lisa. Yes. 
Lisa is a very wonderful person. I love her dearly. She knows this. She's not a very, cooking's not her forte, nor is it mine. I was, I was like wondering where nor you're going with this. I'm so trying, yeah. well, she'll probably watch this and I'm yes. trying not to insult her. Yes. Sorry, you, Lisa. Lisa. Love you. Um, anyways, we're making cookies and she mistakenly put uh, salt in place of the sugar in the recipe. <laughs> and so we make the cookies and we go to taste them and they were just horrendous. Yeah. They were so bad. Yeah. So anyways, um, we threw them away because they were useless at that point. But then I was thinking about social proof and social media marketing and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? Social proof is like putting salt in the recipe for your cookie batter. If you put too much salt, gag me, it's awful. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have any salt, well, then you got no flavor Bingo. at this point in time. So like, I think of social proof as what your people need mm -hmm. to have confidence in yes. you. I know of yes. a lot of agents who like, they avoid the social proof thing and they're like, I'm not getting the referrals. I'm not getting uh, all the love on Facebook and Instagram. And how are other people winning on Facebook and Instagram? And I'm doing so much and not getting results. And yeah. I would say the answer is social proof because here's the deal. What does it take? Like if you're gonna refer <clears throat> me business, yeah. what am I asking you to, to do? Yeah. I'm asking you to put your neck on the line and say, I'm so confident that Jason's gonna deliver that mm -hmm. I'm willing to exp like put my reputation on the line that he does. Yeah. And so if I'm successful, well then by extension, when you refer me, you are too. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you the tokens, the, the confidence that referring me or working with me is cool because working with me says something about you. Referring me says something about you yeah. as the referring party. Does that make sense? So a hundred percent. I'm going to ask you, I know we're going to do the whole next show just on yeah, tactics, yeah. but, but tease us right now. Why don't you share with us? Give us like two or three good examples. Yeah. Right. And then I really want to talk to you about how ones should audit all of their social channels to make sure they're doing right. Yeah. So let's go first with in this two, whole social proof context. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in the context, a uh, great example of, uh, I think Instagram social proof is Aaron and Krista Farr, mm -hmm. F A R R. They're out in Spokane, Washington. Yep. Um, they're crushing it. This is their first full year in the business. Mm -hmm. And they're crushing it this like, year. Like, give us an example. Like, how, what are they going to do? So Spokane. So right now they're on pace for. They're going to hit probably about eight hundred grand this year. In GCI, in GCI in Spokane. In Spokane. And the average sales I mean, price right in Spokane now over, is four hundred. I'm basing that off of where we are in the year and where they are yes. in their production. So sure. I'm assuming a constant. Yes. But yeah, yeah, just doing rough math, they're on pace for seven fifty, eight hundred GCI yeah. right now. Yeah. If they continue at this pace. Yes. Now, if you ask them, where's the business coming from? Mm -hmm. Well, it's mostly through referrals. Mm -hmm. How are you staying in touch with the people you know, your past yes. clients? Well, not yes. even your past clients, yeah, your sphere your of influence. Sphere, right? You don't have past clients, really, not yet. Yeah, yeah you're new. And the answer is Instagram and Facebook is mm -hmm. what they're doing. So if you were to look at their Instagram and Facebook, you're going to see really great content where they give tips and they're talking. I see pictures of their family and their kids and their lives, but yep. I also see another one sold, just listed, coming soon, just sold, just listed, coming soon, just sold, just listed, coming soon. It's not, it's just the salt. Yeah. It's not bombarding me where yeah. I can't, I, I ad nauseum where yeah. I can't take anymore, but it's enough that I'm like, oh, these guys are crushing it. And yeah. then like Aaron will say, I get a text from a buddy, like you guys are really knocking out of the park this year, aren't you? Another example, Brian mm -hmm. Skates, yeah. also Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Brian Skates, like he's, his marketing is like, he's just a machine. Like he just, mm -hmm. he's more of a prospecting guy, make his calls, conversion, yep. a really good yeah. agent. Yeah. But his social proof on his Instagram and Facebook is solid. And it's again, it's just mm -hmm. not overwhelming, but it's just listed, just sold, just listed, just sold. That kind of a cadence, and people get the idea. He was uh, last year sending out bomb bomb videos mm -hmm. to his database, just there on an email drip. And whenever he was selling property, they were just kind of part of the story, so to speak. And uh, 
he had sold so many houses, he decided not to send one out one time, like in December or something, because he's yeah. like, I've just been inundating these people yeah. with this stuff. And what does he get? A text message from his buddy. Hey, did you have a rough month? Didn't have any sales? Oh. And he's like, no, I had a great month. I was just trying to slow my draw a little bit. Yeah, I was trying, trying to like not overwhelm you guys. And so here's the contradiction. Yeah. Even if you're getting lower engagement on the social proof, yep. I think you still need it. I yeah. know you still need it yeah. because if you really want to get results, you've got to give people enough currency that they're like, mm -hmm. okay, when I make the referral, when I choose to work with you, it says something about me personally. And so yeah. I want to kind of have that by yeah. extension yeah. benefit to me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I would tell, uh, I would tell you guys another example, one of my clients who just, she will do case studies, right? And it's, it's well, really more like, I just did this transaction. You're not going to believe what happened. Yes. And then she tells the story. And of course, obviously it's the hero's journey. It's the, you know, we had this intention, things went, you know, complete shit burrito. Yeah. This is how I solved it. This is what happened. This went, this, da, 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 and it finishes. And, and it's almost like any one of your friends that might also say, can you believe what's happening with politics right now? Or, you know, this is what's going on in the, in the school system. It's, she's just telling a story about what's happening, what's that's relevant. Critical. That's it. It's really cool. That's, and that's a great distinction because I, I could be misinterpreted here. Yeah. I could be saying, but you just said create a conversation, comments, like mm -hmm. and we kind of yeah. teased it, but we didn't get into the benefit of comments We're on get Facebook there. and Instagram. Yep. But it's like, if I'm just posting billboards all day long, that's not doing me any good either. So no. I think you clarified in a nice way where it's like, tell the story, invite people into that yep. conversation. Yep. Uh, again, why are you posting social proof? Is it yep. for you and for yep. your own ego? Yep. No, it's yep. not. It's for the benefit of the people to say, okay, I can trust this person. For sure. I think of uh, other ones where you just do a behind the scenes, right? You're, yes. you're standing at your white wall and you're mapping something out and you ask you know, your assistant or your friend or your dog, whatever, somebody snaps the photo and it's just, it's you and you're like, you know, I was hired to sell this property and I knew it was going to be a unique situation because right. it's the largest property, it's the smallest property, it's the most unique, but you know, whatever it is, or, or there's tons of inventory and these, these people really needed to sell. And I spent seven hours in my office thinking through 37 years of selling homes. And I came up with the 37 best marketing campaigns I had created. And I want to let you guys know that amongst all of this competition, we sold the house in 14 days. We got them 102% and there's nine other homes on the market in that area that I'm not on the market oh, yeah. for six months. Oh yeah. And, and I'm, not, I'm not just bragging, but it was really interesting for me to codify 37 years of selling homes. And you know, like, so you're telling That's a great, this interesting story, but yeah. the photo is them like standing at the wall, like writing out all this sort of mad scientist yeah. stuff. It's almost like, what, what does Jay call it? He calls it, it's my stream of consciousness. Exactly. Like he's just having it right there. Exactly, exactly. Um, I love that. And another thing you do too, like to kind of, for lack of a better phrase, water it down a bit, because you yep. don't want it to feel like bragging directly. Exactly. It's not about you. Yeah. So for example, let's say that you, I'm thinking of Sean Ryan. We talked about this yep. yesterday. Yep. So Sean Ryan, when he sells a house, like literally- Is Sean in Calgary? No, no, he's in uh, Sarnia. Sarnia. Ontario. Okay. Yeah. So when Sean sells a house, like not to a, not always, but generally speaking, sellers will wait in line. He has a whole launch process where mm -hmm. it's a week long. So like, they're like, we're going to go next week because these people are going this week to launch a listing into the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. Like that's how calculated he is. Yeah. But whenever he sells a property and he sells a lot, he has a just sold campaign that comes from his business page. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of straight up a business post yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, hey, this property just sold 52,818 social media hit, hits in like big letters. Yeah. And then at the bottom, it breaks down where those views and impressions and reach came from. You Instagram, need to slow YouTube. this down and say this again, because I heard this yesterday in our mastermind and I was like, 
That is so good. It do is it again. good. Do it again All a little right. slower. Actually, look right at the cameras and tell them. Hello. I'll Hello. be addressing you today, Hello, my fellow viewers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. So Sean Ryan, he's a rock star client in Sarnia. Yeah. This is a campaign. I want to be clear. He's doing this campaign on his business Facebook page. Yep. And then I'm gonna talk about how to share it over to your personal profile in just a second. So yeah. it starts on the page and it's just like a flyer type of post. Yeah. And it says, it's got the picture of the house or whatever and the address and it says, uh, sold somewhere in big letters, yeah. 52,818 social media hits in like big Batman graphics like or whatever. That's, that's the headline. That's the headline. 50, sold 52,875 social media hits, views, hits whatever. He yeah. uses the word hits. Huh? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's it. fine because that's pretty a generic term for yes. most people, I think. Every marketer right now is going, oh yeah, you mean actually tell them the result because yeah. the average agent can't do that. Law of contrast, I'm doing better. Got yeah. it, go. So then at the bottom, it breaks down where did those social media hits come from? Yes. And he's got like an Instagram icon, YouTube icon, Facebook icon, the MLS, uh, Realtor, in his case, Realtor.ca. Yeah, yeah, um, He does radio ads, so radio impressions, number mm -hmm. of appointments. Yep. All, he breaks it down, all those things to quantify where did yep. this viewership come from because Listen, any home that doesn't sell, it's always a result of a lack of exposure. Sure. So he's kind of seeding that idea. Yep. So it breaks it down. And then at the bottom, the conclusion is basically Sean Ryan gets, so like, I got to spell this out a little bit. So the social media part, like let's say he got 5,000 impressions through realtor.ca and on the MLS. Yeah. Well, if he got 5,000 there and he got a total of 50,000 roughly, that means he did 10 times the reach of what your standard agent would have done. Bingo. And that's the key right Bingo. there. Bingo. So most, a lot of agents, I've and heard every, this. And every agent says, oh, I'm gonna post your stuff. And they actually say it like this. Yeah. I'm going to post your listing on social media. Yes. Well, and that's, yes. Right? Be crazy. We're gonna leverage the latest of the social medias. Like yes, that's how the they, social medias. The social medias. Could you please break that down for it, me? Like Sean at his listing presentation, he <coughs> says, I'm gonna run this ad, and then I'm gonna run this ad, and then I'm gonna run this ad, and he's literally showing them screenshots of what he's doing yes. at this point in time. I'm yes. off on, this is, I'm passionate It's a very positive about tangent. This. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, at the bottom it says, we get like 10 times the reach of the average agent. Yeah. Now, a lot of agents will go into a listing presentation and say, Tom, listen, when I sell your house, I'm gonna do the same thing every other agent does. They're all gonna do the same thing. They're gonna list it into the MLS and it's gonna syndicate across yeah, 200 yeah. websites or whatever it is. And that's gonna be, that's gonna how we reach all the buyers. Yeah. Wrong, 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 yep. wrong. Because Sean's proving that wrong. Yes. And in fact, he's getting buyers off of his Facebook ads that he's running. He yes. even says like, for example, um, I run ads across 15 different social platforms. It just so happens that Facebook owns 15 different spaces to run the ad. Yes. So it's, you have to take the time to explain what you're doing. Yeah. It's like right now I'm kind of on a listing presentation tangent. Mm -hmm. Allow me to resume. So he does this social proof post that breaks mm -hmm. all this down on his page. And then he goes to his profile, he finds that post on his page and he presses share. share. And then he adds a little love at the top. He doesn't just blanket share it. He says, hey, this meant a lot to be able to do this particular listing or whatever. We're so thankful that the house sold really fast and I love what I get to do. It's something endearing, yes. heartfelt, yes. true, authentic, yes. right? And it, but it, when he does the share to his profile and then adds a little extra language, it softens it to where mm -hmm. it's not just this billboard, but instead he's taken the time to put his own words to it and what yes. it meant to him. And that warrants a response. It warrants a comment. So let's go into audits, right? Yeah. So we got YouTube with us live. We got Instagram with us live. We're live, obviously uh, not live, but we're doing our podcast, Facebook and everything else. So 
So I get asked all the time on my Instagram stories, Tom, can you take a look at my uh, social pages? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, every now and then I will like stop and I will look and I'll say, well, first, like the most obvious one is why do you have a photo on there of your company brand logo, not your face? I don't want to have a conversation with your logo. You're not Nike, right? You're a real estate agent. Like that's one. One in particular I think of, I went on her Instagram page and point. this is all I saw was house, 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 just from beginning to end. Now they're very successful. So I, you know, I clicked on like the first one, the third one, the 18th one, the 121st one. And it was like, no likes, no comments, no hearts, or worse, three likes and a comment and no response. Can I chime in on that? Please. And what that type of person will say to you is, well, it's fine if I don't get the comments or whatever. I just want to make sure people see it. Yeah. But are they seeing it? No one is no seeing No one is that. seeing it. That's you know why there's no likes, no hearts. No, you can actually go into your business page and see that there's no views. That's right. You're not, nobody's viewing it. And do you know why, Tom? Tell me. It's because Facebook decides they have an algorithm, which mm-hmm. is you know, a $10,000 word. Yes. They have an algorithm that decides what you see on Facebook, what I see on Facebook, what Richard sees on Facebook, what all the viewers who are live see on Facebook. And And it's different for each of us. Same thing. Like picture it like I'm scrolling on YouTube or whatever, on YouTube. I'm scrolling on Facebook or Instagram. I'm imagining I'm gonna scroll and whatever down here in my invisible feed, I'm gonna scroll up to see it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't even exist yet. No. Facebook's making a real-time calculation about what should I show Jason next? I know that Jason's average user session is three minutes and 12 yep. seconds. So I'm gonna show him what he's most likely to respond to in that time. Now, what kind of response do they want? Well, Mark Zuckerberg said to his whole team of developers, I want meaningful interaction on Facebook. Show people posts on Facebook, which they own Instagram, so they rule the world, we get it. Show people posts that are likely to induce some kind of a meaningful interaction, yes. and the code means I want comments. Heart, like, comment, share. Comment, yeah, right? all yep. those things and comments. So. The biggest, so people are like, oh, I post all these houses, I just wanted to see it, but they're not seeing it because unless your post can start to get hearts, likes, comments, shares, and all that stuff, yep. Facebook will literally like <clears throat> imagine a kid running and the parents grabbing the shirt and saying, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like that's what's happening yeah. in that time. So nobody sees it. The reach is nothing. You earn reach, you earn reach through every like, through every heart, through every comment, through every share. And so, that's why just posting a billboard that doesn't get engagement or interaction is just a massive waste of time and energy. Nobody sees it. Yep. So just really fast, the people that are with us live, could you just do me a favor and just heart it up, like it up, just give us a little love um, and it'll just be fun to watch this yeah. when we watch the playback later because yeah, totally. you literally see, we'll see a lift. In six seconds, right? it's a six second I, delay. Yeah, yeah, six <laughs> but, second yeah. delay. But I mean, but, but but I know like everyone that has ever shot a live video knows like you you, know, you call mom and you say, hey, I'm going live at 10 o'clock in front of this listing. Could you do me a favor you and like do. give me like a whole bunch of hearts and likes? And you and, guys think I'm kidding, but my 92 year old mother-in-law is like, I was on your Facebook page all day today, Tom, <laughs> and I was hotting and liking. I think I have to like pay her, but she lives with me, so I'll just give her food, right? But like that's board. it. Like literally that's what, that's what makes it jam, but audit. I yep. totally went on right. tangents also. No, no, it's good. How right. do we audit our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, our business page, our Instagram page, our Twitter page? Like, how do we audit this stuff? So you can already tell that Jason knows what he's talking about when it comes to digital and all things the world of marketing, which is why I asked him several years ago to create an event called Marketing Edge. If you're the kind of person that says, you know what, Tom, there's a lot of things I can be doing in this space, and I'm not sure which ones I should be doing, which ones are going to give me the highest and best results. That's exactly why we created this event. But the real kicker to this two-day experience with Jason is that you walk away with a marketing plan knowing month by month, day by day, week by week, exactly what you can do to stand out, to outreach, outshine, and ultimately outpromote yourself 
in a very crowded space to get the highest number of leads and appointments and therefore listings and sales. So that's why we created it. It's been selling out all over the country. To find out more information, you know, go to tfi.media forward slash marketing edge. That's tfi.media forward slash marketing edge. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So first and foremost, I think we just made it very simple for everybody. Look at your post. Are you getting, I would say, let's keep it super clean and simple. Are you getting comments? Yeah. And if you're not getting comments, why? Yeah. And I would say there's probably a few key reasons why you're not getting comments. One, you're not commenting on anybody else's stuff. Yep. And so you need to invite reciprocity. Yep. Two, you're not pre-promoting. When you call your mother-in-law and you're like, hey, please get on, like that actually matters. I actually don't call my mother-in-law, I, well, but just yes. <laughs> For the record, for the record. But, she, she does click on all my ads though and cost me lots hey, of money. Hey, but let's be honest. Yeah. What do you do? Well, you do let Bill Pipes, Jeff May, sure. me, Debbie Holloway, for anybody sure. with an audience know, yeah. hey, let's go get the, like we yeah. work as a team. Yes. And so, and by the way, I comment on your stuff and guess who comments on my stuff? Thank you very much. You do, yeah. right? Yeah. It's reciprocity. Yes. So the first thing is like, are you getting comments? If not, here's probably why. One, you're yeah. not commenting on other people's stuff. Thus, you're not inviting comments back. Yep. People want to scratch. If you scratch their back, they'll scratch yep. yours. Yep. That's one principle. Mm -hmm. uh, another reason why people aren't getting comments is because they're posting billboards. Yeah. Um, we use a phrase at Marketing Edge. Stop, stop posting rhetorical content. Yeah. That's sort of a heady, geeky term, but rhetorical is like, I don't know, my kid does something and I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Or I, rather I say, why did you do that? Do I really want him to tell me why? No, it's no. a rhetorical question. Rhetorical yeah. means it doesn't invite a response. Yes. And so yes. you got to look at your stuff and say like, would I comment on this? Mm -hmm. What would it take to get someone to put a message in there? And the reality yes. is if I get a comment, you comment back, like we were joking, I was pretending to comment when we started out. Yeah. But seriously, if they comment, you better comment back and you better do it as fast as you can because how Bingo. does Facebook decode that? Facebook's like, oh, conversations, this, this, show it to more is, people. This is good, get yeah, it up in more, the ranks. More, yep. more, and YouTube, then like, same thing, Instagram, same thing. Twitter, maybe maybe not, yeah. the, you know, but like, but absolutely. But a true social network, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, so they wanna, so like if people are tagging friends, like, hey, Richard, get in on this, and you're commenting, yep. Facebook's like, that's gasoline on fire, show yes. it to everybody. Yep. And so my reach goes through the roof. Yeah. This has to be done tactically and fast. I would say, if you wanna audit your social media, one, do you have any social proof? Mm -hmm. Two, if yes, if no, get some. If mm -hmm. yes, ask yourself, is it just a humble brag or am I telling the story? Am I yeah. inviting people into the story? Yep. Something um, that they could relate to. Yes, it needs to be relatable. And Have I, you noticed more listing signs on your street? Have you seen more for sale? You know, like as an yes. example, I just, I'm just giving you headlines, yes. right? Yes, right a question, whatever, mm -hmm. just something that invites them yeah. into a conversation. They want to read it because again, if they get the sense that you're just billboard, billboard, yeah. billboarding them, you know, like does I, social media marketing actually work? 54,500, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Proof that social media marketing yep. does work. Yeah. Here's how, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of a thing. Um, so it has to invite the conversation. You need social proof. It can't be all about you. It's gotta be about telling the story, yeah. that kind of a thing. Um, I would just look at your comments. I would also ask myself, how often are you posting? at this point in time. That was actually one of my sort of overarching sort of uh, macro points. So so any other thoughts on audit and then we'll we'll jump into sort of frequency and cadence. And I reserve the right to go back. None at the moment, but okay. perhaps later. Yeah. Take okay. it where you want to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so let's talk about it. Like um, you know, I know from experience and you know, we look at the data, you look at the data, and maybe we should give people insight on where they should go to find the data mm -hmm. because, you know, my 
dare I say, more global reach is different from someone who is in Las Vegas and yes. trying to impact people in Las yeah, Vegas as different. an example, right? So yeah. I could post something at three o'clock in the morning and, it, and people in Australia are like, hey, that's super cool. And then like, and you you know, could Europe post, might be saying something and you know. And you could post a lot of content. Correct. And Facebook has a big enough audience who follows yes. you to give it to. Correct. Most people don't have that yeah. size audience. And yes. so if they posted as much as yes. you, they would get hurt in doing that. So let's talk about that, right? So, so I've, I've got 450 people following me on four or five different platforms. I'm just using this as an example. Let's see if we agree. I wonder. Well, no, I mean, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, it, we, we keep, we, we're not throwing LinkedIn in there and I cannot I, stress I enough how important LinkedIn I, I is. And YouTube, right? YouTube, listen, for my friends right now that are watching or listening, um, YouTube is the single most powerful, if you will, medium and Facebook and Instagram, like they're the push. So I look at, to me it's the difference like YouTube, for example, mm -hmm. search versus social. Yep. I look at YouTube predominantly. I know there's some, so, like the community and the, there's some yep. social to it. Yeah. There's a level of consistency and notify, like I got notified when you went live. Yeah. Just a second That's, ago. I like that. I did. Um, which I asked to be notified. You should ask to be notified when Tom Ferry goes live. Yes. Instagram All you gotta YouTube. do is just hit the notifications hit the little, yeah. button above. You should do that. Yep. So, so frequency of a 450 so person. Yeah, yeah. But I would say like, so first and foremost, like YouTube's more search based. People can find your content whenever. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, they're true social platforms. Yes. And so if you have 450 people following you on Instagram, I would say to you at most, you should post once a day. Yes. At the most. At the most. Interesting. I would even. Should I go photo or live video? I think you should in the beginning mm -hmm. test. So Instagram's algorithm is based upon six factors. I can't remember off the top of my head what they all are. One of them is- They can, they can Google that. Yeah, who's following you? That's one of them. Mm -hmm. And what kind of format of content do they typically respond best to? Yep. Do they engage with video more or photos more? And it will be based, so it's gonna be different for everybody. Yeah. It's basically what it is. Like me personally, I actually get better with photos. Good. I do. I get better yeah. with photos. Yeah. Specifically photos with my face in them, which yes. we've already talked about. Well, it's- Obvious. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's not what I meant. So Instagram, 450, you'd say one time a day. Is there a better time of the day? And again, all of this is Google-able. Yeah, so I would say with Instagram, you should have, I recommend having an Instagram business profile. Mm -hmm. There are pros and cons, more pros than cons, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, it does not have any documented impact on your reach, just no. for anybody who's a pro user. It just gives there. you the analytics. It gives you the analytics, specifically the analytics that tell you when do people mostly engage with posts who follow you. Yes. And so it will tell me, hey, listen, Jason, Thursdays at around noon, you've got a post. That's, a, yeah. that's an ideal time for yeah. you. Uh, how often you post is based mostly on how many followers do you have? That's mm -hmm. how most of the algorithms work. Yeah. Now, if you never post, that's bad. They want you to post pretty often, but if you only have 450 followers on Instagram, I'm gonna give you permission to not freak out yeah. if you're not posting 10 times a day. In fact, I would say- Please, please don't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, once a day, sure. Yeah. You could probably get away with every other day. Yeah. You probably could. Yeah. Um, Contrast that, and we're gonna go through each platform. Contrast that to uh, stories. So stories, there is no limit. The more, the merrier, the better. Yeah. I would say you need to train your audience with stories to post yep. all the freaking time, all day long. Um, every time I post a new story or update my stories on either Instagram or Facebook, I go back over to the left-hand most visible portion of the screen, which means I'm in front of you all day long. Yep. So some people are like, I post my stories in batches. Whatever, it's better than nothing, but no. Yeah. Post yeah. them, tell the story of your day. Stories disappear in 24 hours. They're not permanent unless yep. you highlight them. Yep. Uh, if you look, I can't remember the numbers exactly. There's a... Can I share a report they should read real fast? Please. Do you mind? 
there's a really cool report by Sumo, like Buzz Sumo. Yeah, yeah. They put out a great report. They analyzed 777 million Facebook posts last year. Wow. And I know we're talking Instagram, but they did Facebook post. And they break down how to get more engagement. And so there was another story, I think it was a Sprout social study I looked at too. And that's the one I'm actually thinking of. So forget the Sumo one for a second. I just lost my train of thought. It's all right. On the Sprout social one. you go live and yeah, right? do a podcast simultaneously. Yeah, it happens. Um, they talked about how many people tend to view stories versus how many people tend to view posts mm -hmm. on Instagram. And in fact, posts will get you about double the reach for most people. So people are like, well, why should I do stories? Well, because I can do stories whenever I want. Yep. I'm not dependent upon an algorithm, not in the same way I am with posts. Because mm -hmm. I can oversaturate saturate with posts. I really can't oversaturate with stories. I can keep going, keep going, keep going. Yep. And they're easy. The bar is much lower in terms of what an audience is, expects as far as quality goes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. All right, keep me focused. I'm kind of moving all over the it's place. It's all good. So Insta, 450 people, you're saying, hey, once, once maybe even every other day. I think... Think about the balance between your personal life, your business life, some social proof, et cetera. What yeah. about Facebook? We kind of were delving there, so let's go the same thing. Facebook, I've got, I've got, I have 1,100 friends, half of which are real estate agents or loan officers, and the balance are actually friends of mine. How often should I be posting? Once a day. Okay, once a day. If you have a massive audience, more than once a day. If you don't, what's well, define massive? Massive. I mean, I mean, I don't have the exact number. Three hundred thousand, and then you look at others that's that massive. have like thirty million, right? So that's massive too. Yeah. Um, you have to really. Here's how you know. Uh, every sub. So here's the way it works. Mm -hmm. I post once on Facebook or Instagram. In every subsequent post, Facebook's now like, all right, we just showed those people this post. Yeah. So we've got to have either more people to reach. Yeah. Or we're gonna have to slow the draw on this one. So they'll literally, every subsequent post on a 24 hour cycle literally gets held back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when you stop seeing reach, and again, if you use Instagram business yep. profile, I like yep. it for the analytics, yep. it will tell me how my reach is doing. And so I know on my own personal Instagram profile, I know which posts get more engagement and reach. I know that I get a second wind on the second day of a post. Yeah. Just to, I, just to clarify, does someone have to go start, start a new Instagram page to do what you're talking about? No, they just... It's click just, on the menu it, yeah. in the top right. I just want to be clear. Like it's just, it's basically right click. You go into your settings yeah. and then you click a button that says switch to a business profile. You click it. Yeah. And then it's done. And instantly you have all the it'll, analytics yeah. and it's, it'll, yeah. So just, I think some people might be like, I need to, uh, yeah, I, how do I, I, do that? I built up 450 followers here. No, I'm going to start a new one. Okay. Just convert it. It will ask you now your Instagram profile might be connected to your Facebook profile. It will ask you to be connected to a business page yep. because one of the other benefits of a business profile is you can put money behind it with yep. promoted posts and stories. Correct. Correct. So, yep. Okay. So, um, Facebook? Twitter. Oh, Twitter? Well, you answered Facebook. You said once a day. Well, I was let me add something to Facebook. Please. So with Facebook, they do put a preference on format of content. Yeah, they do. They give a preference to video. Yeah, Instagram's algorithm has no language that says yeah. it does. Yeah. But Facebook's does. They do give pre prefer uh, what's the word? Prevalence, I guess. Yeah. Preference. 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 It's about lunchtime. I'm yeah, it hungry. is. Yeah. Preference to video. Yeah. Um, specifically live video. They've like got their this. new, like this. Yes. They've got their new premiere video function. Oh, yeah. So anything. Creator app, all kinds of cool stuff. Anything that gets people to gather in the now. Yep. And have a conversation. Yeah. That's, yep. that's what they want. They're a social network. That's what yes. they want to do. Yes. All right. So Twitter, I'm going to go ahead and say to you, Twitter is not my my number one wheelhouse yeah. as far as vehicle goes. Yep. Um, I'll answer for you guys on Twitter. Yeah. Ready? Twitter is so busy that you could post the same thing 11 times over the and course of the day and you might get, I don't know, a combined, you know, 25 likes and comments. It's yeah. just, it's so, you, you have to be 
polarizing on Twitter, photo, video, yes. headline. Yes. Uh, and and I, I will say this to you though, like make no bones, like the Twitter community is really strong. Like I know people that like, they follow me on the other channels, but they don't comment on anything. I tweet something and they're like, yo, TF, what's up, man? Hey, blah, 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 blah. and we go back and forth. So you really want to be mindful of like, Paying attention to the people that are paying attention to you on every platform. That's a great way you of framing with me? it. I think it is. And I, I mean, to echo your point, I don't know if this number is still true, but mm -hmm. years ago, I heard a stat that the average life of a tweet is 30 seconds. And so, if that, yeah, if that, it's yeah. probably that was that's a few yeah. years old now. Yeah. So, I'm I sure it's say like a second. Yeah. Because I mean, as soon as you hit Twitter, it's just like, I've and it's just moving, moving, yeah. moving, right? Yeah. Um, what about LinkedIn? All right, LinkedIn. Uh, so, LinkedIn was giving a lot of like people were like, late last year, early this yeah. year saying, I'm getting crazy reach. Mm -hmm. I've been hearing reports in the last few weeks that people are losing organic reach on LinkedIn. We'll yeah. see if that stays or not. Yeah. People are losing organic reach on everything just because- Did you guys hear that? Because that is across the board on all social channels. Yeah. On everything. Yeah. Now, why is that? I could probably argue, later spec argue or speculate very quickly. It's because everybody's using them now. It's filling up. Yep. It's just getting more busy. The yep. mall's crowded, yep. so to speak. Exactly. Um, so thus you'll lose your reach. It's just the way it's going to work. Yeah. However, um, with LinkedIn, so a couple of things. One, native videos perform pretty darn well. Yep. Specifically, short ones perform yep. well, like under 90 seconds. And this yep. is coming out of that Sumo report with yep. the analytics on how to get engagement. They talked about LinkedIn too. LinkedIn videos that are short and native, meaning, and what does native mean? Native just means I uploaded the video. I didn't post a link to my YouTube video. Exactly. I upload the, what you should always do on every social profile. Yep. If you're doing videos, upload the video. That's just an expectation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But basically, native videos are performing very well. Yep. Uh, I think LinkedIn's a kind of like, kind of like Twitter. What yeah. you just said, where it's really great for conversation. LinkedIn has some cool features. One I of agree. which is the what is everyone talking about? Mm -hmm. So there's this sidebar in LinkedIn that tells you what are the most popular articles and posts on LinkedIn, yep. and you can subscribe to specific hashtags too, but that feed of what's most popular is based upon who you follow and are connected with on LinkedIn. Yeah. Now my best guess is most everybody watching and listening has no idea who they're actually connected with on LinkedIn yeah. because they've received so much spam in mail, they just accepted connections that were only there so they could spam you with in mail. Yep. So to use LinkedIn effectively, I'm gonna contend that you need to prune the contact some. Yeah. You need to go in there and make it an actual usable Who do I really for, know? Yeah, make I, this my phone book. Yes. Yes. Not, not my database of cold prospects, my yeah. phone book. I mean, like think of a BNI networking group. Yeah. If I walk into a room of 6,000 people I don't know, I might have some, I'm gonna look for the people I know to network. Bingo. LinkedIn's the same, like get it to be a place where you can actually network. And then it will, on that what's everyone talking about feed, it's gonna be based upon what are the people I'm connected with talking about. Yeah. That's the idea. So yeah. I can comment, jump in, that yeah. kind of a thing. Um, post, post things probably about the same as Facebook, yep. based upon the size of my audience. Uh, I think you can probably get away with a little bit more only because the culture is, this is a business space. I'm not going to get gagged out yeah. with you posting more. It just, yeah. but your reach may go down somewhat. Yep. I would say that commenting and playing the community is a big part 100%. of it. I would say keywords in your profile are a big part of it. So people can find you. I yep. would say recommending others. So they recommend you is a big part of it. And I would say create search alerts, which is a pretty cool feature of LinkedIn. Uh, you can create search alerts that say, just for instance, like let's say I'm recruiting agents mm -hmm. in my marketplace. I could create a search alert in my area for anybody whose title changes to real estate agent or realtor Bingo. and then ping, it notifies me. And I'm like, ah, oh, somebody I can network yep. with and get to know. Yep. I just see, I mean- You just LinkedIn's rattled off a bunch of real, go through that one more time for all things LinkedIn. You yeah. said, yep. I really pay attention to you and you went bam, 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 bam. Ooh.
Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right. Consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, so LinkedIn, what did we say? We said, one, it's a commenting kind of platform, yep. so I want to engage with people. Um, I want to think of it as a networking group. That's yep. how I would look at it. Um, so there's this, what in is everyone prof- talking about In your feature. profile keywords. Yep. So we said, what well, we said, the what's everyone talking about? Yep. You got to get a clean list of contacts so you yep. actually see relevant stuff. Yep. Two, make sure your keywords and your title and your profile and your summary, they tell people how to find you. Don't yeah. say like, I don't know, exceptional concierge of trust making. Like that's, no one's gonna search for that. Marketing ninja. Say realtor, real estate agent, real estate broker, or whatever you are. Don't I help you buy and sell real estate. Yes, be clear, be clear, because those are search terms. And so people do a lot of searches looking for people on LinkedIn. I think the next one I said was recommendations. Recommendations. The best way to get recommendations is to A, give others recommendations, and to B, ask for recommendations. I would make that a part of your ritual to get more recommendations. Yep. Also the skills, people can endorse you for skills. That's mm-hmm. like that's like a like versus a comment. Yeah. In LinkedIn terminology, but yeah. the recommendations are powerful. Yeah. And I think the last thing I said was that uh, create a search. Yeah. On LinkedIn. So you can actually create a search uh, and you can be alerted when somebody like for example, I could create a search that says whenever somebody who's a doctor moves to this area, I, or I assume they moved to yeah. this area, yep. notify me. Like I could do yep. those types of things as far as the functionality goes. Smart. I see it mostly as a great tool for recruiting, potentially yeah. a new agent. Well, that's really why did Microsoft buy it, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot to that. Yeah. All right, we're gonna talk YouTube, but I'm gonna do something totally random. I'm gonna ask Rich to step over here, who's behind all the cameras. So, you're, you're, you have to somehow sneak your way behind multiple phones. <laughs> He's like in a and fortress of tripods. Several, several tripods. I know, Come that's on. good. No, now Join I want to talk, right. uh, talk about YouTube. Yes. And uh, so Rich, as many of you guys know, Rich has taken my YouTube channel from 30,000 subscribers to 280,000 subscribers. Um, you know, so we talk a lot, right, between he and I and Sean and Tristan, who are our other just rock star videographers. So we're talking about auditing and then how often we should be posting in this case on our YouTube channel. So I want comments from the two of you. You guys can be like a Together singers or in a band. Duet? Yes. It's a duet. We'll so yes. Okay. So whoever wants to go first, uh, best uh, tactics, tips, etc. We all want to get our videos watched more. You know, a lot of people are concerned about the sort of donkey unicorn. They feel like they got too many donkeys. The truth is they probably just didn't set up their YouTube channel right or do the right things with their YouTube channel to actually become findable. Yeah. So I'm just going to ask you guys, staying on the same subject, like I've got, I've got 38 people that are following my YouTube channel. What do I do? All right. So let's just talk about best practices for YouTube. Is that, yeah. is that what you want? Yeah, please. All right. So first thing is I want to get some great channel art. Mm-hmm. Channel art is basically your cover photo for your YouTube channel. Yes. So people know your brand, what you stand for, et cetera. So get some great channel art. Yep. Serve to you. Now you gotta have your channel tags. So these are tags that are on your channel. Like for example, Tom Ferry, yep. he's gonna have a business coach, real estate coach, business marketing. So just yep. those tags, keep it to about five or six, but not too many. And, and do you do that based upon going into some kind of like Google Analytics search terms that tells you what people search for the most? Or do you look for the outlier 
to say there's only a few, but I want to dominate it. Actually, yeah. If you have your own niche, your own content, so you got to choose words, keyword tags that people are searching for and those tags that relate to you. Yeah. For first, you, first time yeah. home buyer. Exactly. How to finance a property. Yeah. You know, got it. Like okay. topics, not like long tail keywords, but more like short tail keywords that describe you and your content. Good. So I would add to that. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm selling real estate in San Antonio, I might type San Antonio mm -hmm. or I might type San Antonio real estate and see what recommended searches come up. Yes. And I just found my keywords Bingo. because we said a second ago, like YouTube's more of a search platform yep. and it is a social platform. Yeah. So like, how can I create videos that are about San Antonio real estate, for instance, which yep. by the way, this is what Tim Macy does. Yeah. Who's one of our rockstar clients. Yep. And he gets people who call him because they're like San Antonio real estate agent or whatever. Yeah. And those tags serve up his content and it's, it is his content. It's what he does. Yep. But people are like, your content looks great. I want to sell my house. Yeah. That kind of a thing. Yep. All right. What about frequency, Rich? How often should I be posting videos on YouTube? As much as you can, because there's a correlation between how much you post and how much you reach and how many views you get. And uh, when I was growing YouTube uh, a couple of years ago, um, I found that there indeed is a correlation between the yep. subscriber growth, the views and watch time, and how many times you post per week. Yeah. So okay. so we went from basically Tom Ferry show once a week and now we're at like five, six, sometimes, five. yeah, right? Like every, every week new videos being served up. Um, so that may sound overwhelming for the people that are watching right now. Um, any hacks or tips or, I mean, can they, can they post other people's stuff? Can they go live? Like we're going right now on, right. on YouTube. Like what do you recommend? Okay, so I have about two tips for now. Yeah, uh, actually three think for about now. Like, YouTube hacks, and I'm going to say also think about you, Tristan, Sean, yeah. right? Who are who are building your own YouTube audiences, mm -hmm. right? So sorry, keep going. Okay, so three tips on how to grow a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, now we talked about how like there's a lot more competition on yeah. social media, a lot more competition yeah. online. Yeah, and in 2019, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Google here. So yeah. with Google, um, the problem that we have now is that oh my God, we don't have enough content. The problem now is there's so much content. Bingo. How do we show the most relevant, the most um, timely content mm -hmm. to our viewers, our audience? Um, and my first tip would be create good content, create compelling content. Mm -hmm. And at this point, if you're just barely starting, you don't have to create every single day. You don't have to post every, like three times a day, four times no. a day on YouTube. Just start slowly, one by one, create content that's relevant to your audience, yeah. telling your story and something, and telling people just something that's relatable. Like normally, <laughs> normally for the people yeah. that are watching live, he would go, this is it's so great, Tom time. just spaced <laughs> that and I'm gonna edit that out. Okay, I'm gonna cut that out, it's gonna take a bunch of cuts, but one, create good content, and that there's a whole science, there's a yeah. whole art to creating good content, Yes, and that's probably another two, three hour podcast. I'm gonna give you guys a quick little yeah. heads up, right? The way that, uh, the best way in my opinion to create content is to read the comments of what people are saying and yes. asking, and secondarily, go onto Facebook and do a poll, a social poll, and maybe give a prize way for people that answer like what do you think is the biggest problem with x how do you feel about what's the best school in community y yeah. what are the top five restaurants and you list them out and people vote on them and then you could do like a whole bunch of content that's relevant to your community as an example around that why do you think most homes aren't selling fast mm -hmm. do you think home prices will go up or down in 2019 yes right hey, I just surveyed 743 of my clients and 29% of them said homes are gonna go down, this is, homes are gonna go up, and the home price index actually says this, right? Yeah. 
Well, this goes back to there are four types of videos. Yeah. Community videos, expertise yep. videos, which is everything you just described, yep. listing videos and branding videos, mm -hmm. testimonials, whatever. And I'll add a fifth category, which is yeah. probably a subset of branding, behind the scenes videos. Yes. Or like that kind of a thing. I mean, you could create what are like YouTube, you can create playlists. So yep. I've got like, and you've done that on yeah. your channel. So I've got the I did podcast not do that personally. He's done that. Thank you, Rich. Podcast experience. You've got the Tom Ferry show. Yeah. And this, by the way, is another hack on YouTube is when you do different series of contents, mm -hmm. organize them in playlists. Why? Well, because YouTube's number one metric they're looking for is watch time. Yep. YouTube wants you to watch for longer on the videos. Yes. And the playlist automatically serves up the next one. So if yep. I click on the Tom Ferry Show playlist, it's going to just start playing one and then playing another one and playing another one. One, and two, so you're three, racking four, up points. 175, yeah. 200. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so yep. now YouTube's like, oh, this is a really great channel, a great playlist. Yep. Let's recommend this because yep. we want to keep eyeballs. Yeah. And their algorithm is being fed by people watching your videos. Correct. So playlists. the one thing I would tell you to think about too, just on content again, is think about the question you get asked all the time. Like what are the top two or three questions people ask you in your profession all the time do content around that, 100%. right? I'm Rich. gonna add on to that. One last thing before we move on to the other tips. Um, when it comes to creating content, create content that people are gonna care about. You can't just create content and then have people care about it. That takes a lot more effort. It may, oh, yeah. it may not work. Because you're guessing. Yeah, exactly, yeah. you're guessing. So create content that people care about and then the rest will just happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the best way to do that? Do a poll on Instagram, do a poll on mm -hmm. Facebook, ask your customers, read the comments, everything you just said, and you're being fed, like create a list of what are the top 10 questions buyers always ask me, top 10 questions sellers yep. always ask me, yep. or whatever your customer base is, yep. Yep. always ask me and create content. Yep. Like, with my mother-in-law, she's like, hey, what are the what kinds of flowers should I buy per holiday? That kind of yeah. thing, her flower shop, right? Yes. That's content, and it answers questions people likely have that indirectly feed into your business. Yep. And if you think about Google, people are typing in, what are the, how do I, Yeah. what should we, best flowers holiday season, right? And then bam, that video shows up. Yes, 100%. Okay, I any would, any other tips? Because uh, we're, we're gonna switch gears here. We've been, we've been, we've been going more, for a while. Yeah, yeah, no, this is good, more. keep it going. One more, when you do your YouTube titles, mm -hmm. uh, front load the keywords. So in other words, like the way YouTube reads, in terms of what is your video about is from left to right. So put your keywords in the beginning. So for example, if I made a video about, I don't know, um, coffee recipes or the best way to make an Americano, for instance, yeah. I might say Americano recipe, colon, the best way to do blah, 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 blah. So you put the title, the keyword up front because yeah. they're gonna read that direction. Yeah. And the same is true in your order of keywords. Yep. You start with the keyword as far as tags go. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to say tags. When you're doing yeah. tags of a video, yep. you start with your main keyword and then your next most relevant keyword and your next most relevant keyword and what, like five to seven max, mm -hmm. roughly? Make sense? Cool. cool. Rich, last, last tip. Keywords, man, I was gonna say that. So <laughs> Stole right. my thunder. And in terms of keywords, there's a whole science behind it. Like I said, mm -hmm. when it comes to content, there's a whole science and art behind creating content. But with keywords, you, on YouTube, you have four ways you can um, input data. One's through your thumbnail, one's through your title, description, and then keywords. So in the topic of t keywords, I would say, add one or two keywords in your title, make sure those keywords are also in the first sentence or two of your video and your description, and then make sure you add it in the keyword tags. Yeah. If you have time or space, put it on your thumbnail, and that's it. 
Yeah. Can I clarify? By keyword, we mean what do you think people are going to search for? for and that's your yeah. keyword. It could yeah. be a phrase. It could be two words, three words, whatever. Can I give one more bonus? Yeah. If you're running ads on YouTube, uh, I picked this up as a tactic from somebody else, but if you're running ads on YouTube, what is the number one metric YouTube cares about? Watch, watch time. Yeah. It's watch time. And if yeah. you're running ads, you could be actually programming your audience to not watch your videos because mm -hmm. they're clicking and skipping. So the the hack is, if you're gonna run ads on YouTube, you might wanna set up a stealth channel yeah. for running the ads, just as a, if you don't wanna downgrade your watch time. Yep, love it, love it. Ooh, one last tip, bonus tips is right. Okay, I'm out We're, Yeah, I'm okay, out. all right, tapping out. <laughs> tapping here's, out, here's We're your Buddha. so tactical here. <laughs> I'm out, this all whole <laughs> I'm out. All right, so how could you tell whether your content's good or not? It, good content's so subjective, right? Yeah. So how can you good tell- Good to who, right? To who, and right? Works. So um, numbers don't lie, that's how it is. Um, if you go to your YouTube creator studio and you look at your watch time or average watch mm -hmm. duration, mm -hmm. you can see this line where it, like, it shows you how many people are paying attention and at which point of your video. If you see this line dip downwards immediately, it means your content's not good. Yeah. But if you see this line just slope down a little bit, slowly, slowly until you're at the end of your video, that means your content's okay, it's great. But yep. the key is, if you can get people to keep watching your video till the end, it's good content. Yeah. 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 It's a book, a movie, a podcast, right? It's all the same. Um, all right, so we've been going for a long time and, uh, and Rich is now jumping behind the cameras because he knows that I'm about to, to call it quits. We started this conversation, but you know, you know, literally with the first podcast saying, hey, we want to talk about, you know, basically all things marketing from a strategic standpoint. Today, we kind of really went deep on social, right? Validating, selfie nation, social proof, vanity, personal versus business, you know, like we really covered it all and we threw in a whole bunch of other stuff with the audits. Yeah, we went into a lot of tactics too. Yeah, we actually did. But you know, the next podcast we're gonna do, we're gonna do nothing but tactics. Like I want More you to literally tactics. imagine rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat, tactics, tactics, tactics. But the key is I really want you to think, Every tactic's a great idea until you ask yourself, what is my strategy? So if you're watching this right now, you're my friends that are watching it live with us, um, make sure you get back, re-listen to it, really understand like, am I branding or trying to generate leads? And that distinction that you shared so beautifully in our first podcast, and then the top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, middle of the funnel, if you're not paying attention to that stuff, all these are nothing but a bunch of good ideas. Closing thoughts? I think you about nailed it, but like even, I'll just add this on top yeah. of it. Just, we talked about YouTube. A lot of people might've just like, oh, I did yeah. that much video or whatever. Yeah. The next question you should ask yourself is, well, what am I doing it for? Yeah. If you don't have a strategy in terms of what is the result I'm trying to create with my marketing? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to create, and we, for the people who are watching live, they didn't see this, but in yeah. our first podcast, we're trying to create lead generation. I needed branding yep. and lead gen. Yep. And if I don't see a, a route where I get there, then I don't have a strategy. Yeah. And then I'm doing it just arbitrarily. Yep, 100%, 100%. All right, we're out. <laughs> Get a little air detox going. And thank you guys so much, as always, for watching or listening. We appreciate you so much. Um, so thank you guys. And I look forward to having you listen to the next one with Jason Pantana and I. I said yeah. that really fast. fast. Pantana and I on tactics, tactics, tactics. All right, we're gonna go have some lunch. I think clearly we're hungry. We're hungry, thank you. See you, buddy. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.